Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Let's go to the word of the Lord, shall we? Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. If you've been reading ahead of me a little bit, this is a little weightier topic that I'm going to be talking about this morning, but I, I think the way to approach it is... When you teach these scriptures by the way that I deliver, you could walk away going home, man, man, he really was hard on us today. Or you could walk home saying, you know what, man, I've got an opportunity to really excel here. So I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will help me deliver in such a way that I'm not here to hand on someone. I'm not here to whoop someone up, as they would say in the South, but I'm here to love on you. Amen. And one goes, oh my, (laughs) oh me, oh my. Brother McKean used to say, just say amen or oh my, we'll be okay. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for these awesome people in person today and online. I pray, Father, now that these words that we're about to share would come from your heart, your spirit. I pray, Father, that we would find a lodging in our hearts, that, Father, we could express your heart very well. Hide us behind Calvary's cross. Lord, I don't want to be seen or heard, but, Father, I want you to be glorified. I want the church to be edified. I want Satan to be terrified. Have your way in Jesus' name when we give you praise. And everyone said... Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Are we ready? We're ready as ever we're going to get. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place, or in the King James, give foothold to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve, or say grieve, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Now that there, my friend, is a mouthful. So what is the Holy Spirit? Because the context of everything I read you is this, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That's the context of what I just read, is how do you not grieve the Holy Spirit? So we're going we're gonna to unpack this this morning, because this gift that has been given to the church is the fire engine and the fuel of the church. And we need to know how this Holy Spirit works. Some of us have gotten really good at the understanding and the study of Scripture, but we're still a student of the Spirit. It's easy to study Scripture because you can go to the Old and the New Testament, do all your studies, you can go to a university and get a degree in even Masters of Divinity and Theology and Theological Studies and not know one thing about the Holy Spirit. I'm not being judgmental, I'm just telling you the truth. When I went to college, there was no Holy Spirit class. There was Old Testament survey, there was ancient history, there was hermeneutics, there was homiletics, there was Hebrew, there was Greek, there was all these things. But where I learned to work in the Spirit was when I worked with people and work with my prayer team in the prayer room. Both are together, but obviously there's a high level of weight. There's a heavy weight placed on the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit, given the fact of what Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended. He said, before you leave Jerusalem, tarry here or wait here until the promise shows up 
and comes upon you and enables you and empowers you to do what I have asked you and implored you to do. You with me so far? I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Spirit. It is a gift. I can't force you to have it. I can't make you have it. I can't drum something up. That is a gift from the Holy Spirit. And when I wait on it, the gift is received. What does this gift do besides um, give you a few goosebumps? The Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit will counsel. It will give insight and revelation and illumination and leadership and strategy. It will help you do things that you never dreamed of doing because it's not you doing it. It's the Holy Spirit working through you. As we find in Corinthians, He works through us as He wills. And there's things, there's exercises that you and I can do that will either empower the Holy Spirit to work within us and out of us and through us, or there's things we can do to shun and stop the working of the Holy Spirit. So Paul's writing along, he's saying, I want you to be powerful, I want you to be successful, I want you winning battles, but he gives a list of do nots. And nobody likes going through that list, do we? Be angry and do not sin. Has anyone been angry this week? I just heard a lie. <laughs> be angry and do not. How, how, could you, how could you be angry and not sin? By the thoughts and the words and the expressions you give. Amen. There were things that happened in your journey and your life in the last six or seven days. I'm sure made you angry. But the secret sauce to that is not to let that fuel your day. Because verse 27 says it like this, nor give place to the devil. Understand that 24-7 on this journey, as much as he's trying to lift us up and edify us, as long as that's going on, there are traps that are being set. And these traps are not being set for the world. He already has the world. The traps are being set for the believer. And he can trip you up and trap you up. And we don't know what those traps and trips are. Then we will absolutely give foothold to the devil. Boys, it got quiet. Here's what I believe. I believe that the spirit of the living God will guide the Christian along. That's why he's the lamp and he's the light. That's why he's the fire and the illuminator, and he brings those things that are in darkness out to light. He will reveal those hidden things so you and I will know what are those traps and what are those tricks so we will know, you know what? I am not giving the enemy foothold today. You ever see that little... Um, T-shirt that's been flying around once in a while on Facebook, a lot of pictures says, not today, Satan. Sometimes when things come our way and we want to respond in a fleshly, aggressive manner, and that whole thought just fuels the, the day, and that becomes a catalyst of everything we do during that day, that's giving foothold to the devil. I'll give you just cornbread bean stuff here, but... Let me just ask this question. Maybe I'm, I'm the only weird not here. I don't know. Have you ever had a dream and the dream just went bad and you woke up in a bad mood? Oh, okay. I'm not the weird one. You guys are. <laughs> and you've got to make an instinctive decision. You know what? I'm not letting that dream dictate my joy today. I'm not going to do it. I'm not letting that dictate my response to my spouse or my kids or my family or my calling. I'm, I'm not going to let that happen. I will not give place to the devil. The requirement and the call 
for not grieving the Holy Spirit. Again, this is not to the world. This is to the believer Paul's talking to is this. I will not give place to the devil. Let him who steals steal no more. Let him labor. Work with his hands what is good. Let no corrupt, and word, no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good and for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. That's a hard one, isn't it? One of the do nots. Let's face it, we're human, right? And I'll be the first one to say, has every word that, I, that has come out of my mouth today or this week sounded like an angel? No. I'm just being honest with you. Is that all right? I'll be honest, we, we try our very best, but it, before I blurt something out, I say, oh my goodness, did that edify you? Did that make you feel better? Did that impart grace? Or did it impart, oh my, what kind of side of the bed they get up on today? Why would Paul spend so much time on this topic? Because the weight of the responsibility on the believer is this. Everywhere you go, you're my voice. And everywhere you go, you're on my ears and you're my eyes. Remember, you are the body of Christ. Amen? And it's a huge mandate, but I want to tell you something. If you try it in the realm of the flesh, we will fall and we will fail. But if we operate in the realm of the Spirit, we will have high-level revival success. Amen? Because he says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment in greater depth. But the reason he sets up a few that do not is they're simply guardrails to keep our train on the track. Amen? So what do you do? I say this prayer, God, help me to steward this Holy Spirit gift well every day. Amen? You say, man, Joe, if you only knew my week and what I had to put up with, and even some of the words I said, and Lord mercy, good thing the words I thought never come out, because that's even worse than the stuff I said. I'll never make it. If you just said that thought in your head, I want you to know something today. You're already holy and without blame in your soul. That's not Jody's words. That's the scripture out of Ephesians. All right? You are blessed with all spiritual blessing. That's what the scripture tells you and I. And what happens is this, is that when we have a day where there's more flesh than there is spirit, the enemy comes along and goes, Hi, see, I told you. What good was going to that church service? What was the good of having that prayer meeting? What's the good of doing daily devotions? You just slipped out and told your co-worker off and you was rude to your neighbor and you kicked your cat and you was rude to the kids. Just told you, you'd never figure this out. You're a failure, and the enemy gets in your mind and gets in your ears. And here's where the foothold is, is when you start listening to that lie. And you can say, yeah, you're right, old devil. You're right, old flesh. I'm no good. I'm a mess up. I, I couldn't get it together if I had to, and I'm always losing my cool. If I was a jug of water, I'm always at 99.9. And one little thing, and it puts me over the top, and I'm just boiling mad over something. I want to tell you something today is that we're all human in the room. We're all human online. But here's the value is that we have a gift that will empower us, that will pick us up, it will lift us up, it will encourage us. And here's what the Holy Spirit does when we have one of those days. You ever have one of those days? All right, all right, talking to the right crew. The Holy Spirit doesn't come along and say, I knew it, you blew it. I knew it, you'd mess up. I knew it, you, you couldn't make that turn right if you had to. You even jumped the guardrails on that one. I knew it, you're going to blow this thing to smithereens. How am I supposed to work with you? That is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit says, you know what? I love you. 
I love you, and I'm the forgiver of your soul, and I will bless you with all spiritual blessing. And you know what? I'm going to make sure you know that you're holy and without blame. And even though you may have a bad day or a bad week, I'm going to tell you, your seat has not changed. You're still sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I want you to know about your inheritance, that you have the inheritance of the Lord. I want you to know that you're still the head and not the tail, that you're above and not beneath. I want you to know you may have had a few bad days, but I'm eternal and I'm just and my love is agape. It's unconditional and I will not sleep and I will not slumber. I know you've had a few bad days and a few bad hours, but I'm with you always even to the very end. That would be the voice of the Holy Spirit. So what does it mean? Because we don't use the word grieve. We use it at funerals. We use it at wakes. I did a funeral yesterday in St. John and they were grieving over the loss of their loved one. What does it mean to grieve? In the Greek, it means this, to make sad or to pain. The Amplified Version puts it like this, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please Him, by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption. What's the day of redemption? The day He's calling us out of here and on our way home. The final deliverance from the consequences of sin. What's the consequences of sin? This crazy, nutty world that you and I are living in right now is the consequences of sin. But he has pulled us out. He has sealed us and marked us. Amen. And everywhere we go, and I know this sounds kind of raw, a little crazy, but when we was on the farm, we had to put a seal on the cows. So when they went to auction, wherever they went, people would know who owned them. And you better not touch my cow. He has sealed us and he has marked us. Amen? We get all spooky about the mark of the beast they talk about in Revelation. I want you to know, every born-again believer, you've already been marked, but it's a mark of love and power and sound mind and eternity and victory and healing and revival. That is the mark on the believer. And when you show up in tune with God, Satan says, they're marked. Don't touch them. They're marked with prayer. They're marked with the blood. They got blood stains all over them. And they are marked and they are sealed. I got to go through Jesus to get to you. I'm going to say that again. When the enemy comes along to get at you, he has to go through Jesus first. Hello? How you know? We have an advocate who's continually interceding on our behalf. And the accuser of the brethren doesn't go to you to accuse you. He goes to the Father to accuse you. But he has to get to the intercessor. And Jesus says, no, Mart, you're not touching them. Mark, you're not killing them. Mark, you're not getting them. When he went after Job, you know what? He didn't go to Job. Who'd he go to? He went to God. And God says, you can mess with him because I'm going to prove a point today that Job does not love me and Job's family does not serve me because of all the fancy houses and cars and livestock and money in the bank. He loves me because I'm God. And he says, I'll prove it to you. You can take everything but his life. And when it's all said and done, there's two things still standing. Me and Job, we're not going to be separated. We'll go through hell sometimes. We'll go through hard times sometimes. But I'm here to let someone know I am sealed I am redeemed and I am marked and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So how do we win? How do we win these battles of just boots on the ground and tomorrow's Monday and it's Saturday and it's Friday and we get presented with all kinds of crazy things? I'm going to present to you an opportunity, a challenge, an idea and it simply says this, 
And don't grieve the Spirit of God, but seek to please Him. Seek to please Him. Be a seeker. The Scripture says a few things about this Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19, it says, quenching the Holy Spirit. That word quenching means extinguish a fire. You want to extinguish a fire? God begins to speak. Go here. Go there. Do this. Nope, not doing that. You're putting out the fire. Release this word of knowledge. Release this word of impartation. No, I'm not doing that. You're quenching the fire. I'll go to more boots on the ground. Go forgive so-and-so and go love on so-and-so. I'm not doing that. They don't deserve it. I'm on my way to church. That's quenching the fire. <laughs> the Amplified Version puts it this way. Do not quench or be unresponsive to the working and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I can grieve and quench the Spirit by simply not responding. Remember the word grieve means to make sad or to cause pain. And remember we sang about this good, good father who loves us and adores us. And he says, you are forgiven. You are good enough. You are amazing. And you totally are unresponsive. It will grieve the Spirit of God. Another one in Acts chapter 7 verse 51. Resist the Holy Spirit. The word resist means to oppose. Very strong language in Acts 7 when it says, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. That's pretty strong language. And that was given to a religious crowd, not a pagan crowd. I don't want to be in a position of opposing the Holy Spirit or being unresponsive to the Holy Spirit. So how do we successfully, sustainably do this? Because when we are successful in this realm, we represent Jesus extremely well. And then there's an attraction that comes on the church because we chose not to go down the world of flesh, but down the road of spirit. And Paul gives us the algorithm to follow so we can accomplish such things whereby the power of the Holy Spirit is on a high level, whether it's a good day or a bad day. People have asked me all the time, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I would never say I've got it all together. I'm not going to say, hey, you know what, y'all got her figured out. But I can tell you one thing, through all the crazies that life is throwing at us in the last number of months, I can honestly say I am completely at peace. Why is that? Because I'm believing what I'm reading in this book, that I'm not looking on things below, but things that are up. And we're told this nutty stuff's going to happen. If we, if we really think we're going to get through this on a cakewalk and think, hey, nothing's going to happen to the church and nothing's going to be said to the church and all these things, we got another thing coming. Jesus himself said, you will go through hard times for my name's sake. You're going to face it. And you think that we have hard times now. Get on a plane someday and fly to China. I'll show you a hard day. I got one hand clap, but it's still the truth. You talk to the founder of Village of Hope when they had to smuggle Bibles across the, across the train tracks and into Russia and scared to death for if they were caught, they were thrown into prison for the rest of their lives. If not face a death penalty, my friend, that is a hard day. But I got good news for you. Every time the church has ever faced a hard day, the fire's gotten hotter and brighter and stronger, and the church grew. 
Anytime there was a hard time or a hard challenge in the, in the earth, every time that there was a bad day, the church chose to take the high road and say, you know what? We're going to pray all the more. We're going to fast all the more. And it spread like fire across the Roman Empire. We can get all dolly drums if we want to, but I got good news. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I'm not going to go back. I'm not sitting back. I'm not going to sit around and whine and cry. I'm going to say, there's a revival. It's from the pulpit to the pew. There's a revival. It starts with me and you. Glory to the living God. So how do you do this? How do you see the power of the Holy Spirit just flow like a fire, like a wave? I'm glad Paul didn't finish with just the other stuff because it gives us some good stuff at the end. <laughs> Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. Woo. i got to put it away. Easier said than done, Jesus. Put it away. I'm the helper. I'm the guidance. I'm the counselor. You got some bitterness rising up in you, put it away. Or you shut down the movement of the Holy Spirit. Hello. I'm getting bitter. Well, you better get better than bitter. Anger. I'm angry. Guess what? I get angry too. I'm going to put it away. I'm packing her up and I'm giving her the one-way ticket. She ain't come back. Evil speaking, ooh, putting it away. And I can't be that because Paul says, here's the secret right here to winning this day. I'm not grieving the Holy Spirit. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted and forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. You mean, God, I got to be kind to my neighbor? I got to be kind to that one at church that drives me crazy? I got to be kind to that family member that constantly just drives me nuts. Yeah, you do. Because remember, we are Jesus' representative right here on the earth right now. He's the head and we're the body. You mean to tell me I got to be tenderhearted? You got to be as tender. That's hard because my heart's hard. I don't give a hoot how hard your heart is. The Holy Spirit says be tenderhearted. It's not easy. But the Holy Spirit says I want to do a work. I want to manifest my power. I want to manifest my presence. I want to manifest my heart. I want to manifest my love. And it's going to come through the tender heart of the church. You may not understand it all, but be tender hearted and be loving. Be caring. Be kind. It may not always be easy to be kind, but I'm telling you, be kind. Let the Holy Spirit, let the words flow out of you. Let the Holy Spirit guide your body language. Let the Holy Spirit guide your thoughts and the intents of your heart. And say, you know what? I'm going to put away all that stuff. I'm going to pack it up give it a one-way ticket and it's gone and I'm going to be kind I will be today joyful I will be today kind I will be today forgiving and I will be tender hearted I'm going to be the best voice of Jesus in all of Charlotte County Why would you take your time and spend so many weeks on this book? I can tell you why. There have been prophetic words after prophetic words over the body of St. Croix Christian Center. And I realize we all want the hakabaka. We all want the revival and the wave of God's glory being poured out. But this is the stuff right here that pours out the Shekinah glory of God. He will not share his glory with another. But he says, you know what? You've got the heart for it. You're giving it a good go and a good try. And I'm going to pour it out. 
I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to give it all they've got. My prayer challenge today is simply this. Every one of us in this room or online today, you've got a choice to make. What will you be this week? I'm going to be bitter. I'm going to pour my wrath out on them. They're going to get her. I'm going to be angry. The Bible says I can be angry and sin not, so I'm going to be angry. You just sin, by the way. Evil speaking. Every time we let that happen and dictate our day, there's a foothold. The enemy's trying to get a foothold in the church. I used to tease Chrissy all the time when she was little because I played a little hide-and-seek games. And I'd open up the bedroom door and Megan, I knew she was in there. Ready or not, here I come. And I knew she was in her bedroom. And I popped the, the door open and I'd just stick my foot in. Dad, oh, I know you're there. Guess what's going on in the spirit realm? There's a hide and seek thing going on. And the enemy's trying to get in and he'll try to creep that door open just a little bit. Remember, both of his feet are already in the world. He's not worried about that. He's got them. He's trying to get a foothold in the church. And it's the church's responsibility to discern that. That's our job through the working and the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do you shut it down? Paul just told us every bit of bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, put it away. What you're doing, have you ever had your foot slammed in the door? You're slamming the door shut in his face and saying, Get out! Get out! If you don't believe me that Jesus is serious about this stuff, Remember the day that Peter was walking behind him and started doing the old Doubt and Thomas talk? And he started getting all chin-wagging down in the dumps and, and doubting and fearing and carrying on. Christ turned around and says, Get thee behind me, Satan. He was rebuking that spirit of fear. So my challenge for me, for all of us today, is this and be be followers after the Holy Spirit after his heart after his love after his grace after his power I'm going to speak the truth in love If you are speaking in a conversation to only win the conversation, you have lost before you've started. But if you're speaking in a conversation to win their heart first before you win their favor second, you will win every time. So I've chosen to be led. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.